This is a homebrew podcast. Welcome to Power Word Fail, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast. My name is Carlos and I am the Dungeon Master for this lovely falling group of heroes. But enough about me, let's get to the real stars of the podcast, starting with Ian. Ambrose Boussant, Church Wanderer. Andy. Pickles. Ah! <laughs> Katie. <laughs> Adolia Rowan. No need to panic. This is under control. Nathan. Mraz the Muddled. Guess we're going down. Tyrell. Spock. I wish Farrak had wings. And Austin. Farrak, I used to have wings. <laughs> I took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> or I just fell from any old dude. My name is Carlos Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! <Jeez. laughs> so, okay, let's breathe. Okay. Once again, my name is Carlos, and this is our first campaign chosen with the Crystal Crown, episode nineteen. Without further ado, let's roll. As you descend. The inertia of the fall immediately hits you as the floor gives way and you start to slide downward uh, as you basically go from solid ground to sliding down this very smooth tablet-like ramp. And as you fall, you just hear Christopher screaming his bloody brains out. Uh, you can hear Spunkles going, Row! like um, but like a wee kind of thing as his tongue is out. Is just enjoying himself a lot. And eventually the smooth ramp becomes very wet. And you feel like you're almost like on a slip and slide now as you descend. And finally, with oof, you lift off and you land in a pool of water. It is semi-translucent here as you kind of jump up with a gasp as you were submerged, now unsubmerged, uh, from the water. Oh, no. Oh, I'm swimming immediately towards shore, the nearest shore that I can see. If I can see. If there is a shore. Yeah, there is dim light in this place. Okay. So there's a shore ten feet away from you. It's not hard to find at all. I'm also still lit up like a candle, so. <laughs> nice. Well, that was bracing. Everyone all right? We'll see. Ugh, my robes, they're all wet. Oh, I don't, I don't like this. I'm sorry. Barrett, you need better boots. Yeah, I pull myself onto the shore and start, like, looking through my robes to see how badly messed up my wires are. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I don't know what I was doing. I just was like, uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, and then, and, and, you know, it's... Uh, you are following your instincts, Christopher. That is all we can ask of anyone. I have no idea what I just did. We've gotten further into the cave. Well, don't know if this is the right place or not, but at least there's forward motion, Christopher, so that's that's good at least. What, what happened? Forward what? motion into a trap does not feel good. Thank you, Farrak. Are we trapped? Uh, Pickles is going to like look around to get a general sense of the area. As you look around, you all would take in this almost grand scenery around you as the confined space of what it was being in the temple tunnel has now been given way to a very large 
open uh, landscape. There is no end in sight for the roof as you stare up, even though the cave is somewhat translucent, the walls glimmer with sheen, you see no roof at the top. You look around and it's almost as if this was specifically designed, this ramp to go to this place, but as you look forward, you see that the tunnels wind and, and move and bend, but it almost seems like you're in a cavern, almost like you're in the crevice of this large canyon for some reason. It's strange how open this is. It doesn't seem right to you. The walls, again, they glimmer and they sheen and they reflect light off of the uh, light from Spunk that he is giving off. They are kind of wide, too, almost like 10 feet wide or um, 8 foot wide. So it's not like a cramped cavern either. It's it's a good amount of space. Strange, to say the least, to be sure. Marcus will look around and says, well, this is uh, weird. Everyone quiet down. Yeah, Marcus. I'm going to listen for anything. If I can hear anything crawling or anything moving, especially in the water. You listen for a moment with your perception. You don't really hear anything besides the sway of the water after having been just jumped into, essentially. Besides that, nothing. All right, well, we shouldn't stay here. I uh, pick that way. Just gonna start walking. There's only one way to go, so. Yeah. Well, that's the way she picks it. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, like, the way to go is the way to go. Farrakh, uh, what's on your mind? Well, we are in a place that is out of our control. What is on my mind right now is following pickles to wherever the hell they're going. Slash, 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 slash. Right. <laughs> <laughs> pickles has made that decision, so. I am following. Makes sense. As you all get up, Christopher is just saying, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean, I don't even know what happened back Christopher, there. we heard it. You don't need to apologize. In the words of Farrakh, shut the fuck up, Christopher. Christopher, you, as I said, you followed your instincts. You got us past a barrier. That's all any of us can ask. And, you know, instincts are good. Christopher, important life advice. Okay. What's, what's the advice? I just said it. Oh. oh what, what was it again? I, I'm sorry. I wasn't. Yep. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just was very confused as he's trying to figure out what is going on. You move deeper into these tunnels. These tunnels curve and bend, not staying straight for too long. Sometimes they lean left, sometimes they lean right. But around you, all you could really focus on is your surroundings and the glimmer and the sheen of these walls. Go ahead and make perception checks, all of you, please. It's a 19 for pickles. 21. It's an 11. Ooh, that's a nat one. But my passive perception is 23. So I don't know if that makes a difference. (laughs) 17 for Miraz. Uh, 10 for Farrakh. Uh, everyone above a 15 would see the, the gleam and the shimmer of the walls is not due to moisture, not due to any sort of reflective light coming from the spunk. It is because the walls are made of what appears to be some form of crystal, or at least have crystals on them, uh, almost as if the entire caverns are covered with these 
soft, reflective crystals that shimmer back at you. I'm going to try to break off a piece and take it with me. Okay. It's not super hard. There's so many drugs on the wall. <laughs> Wait, what? Adolia's going to put a hand against these crystals, and I'm going to roll a survival check? I don't know what you want me to roll here, but I essentially want to try to determine if these crystals are just rock formations or if it's essentially the same sort of magic stuff that Adalia is made of. Is that medicine? <laughs> medicine? Anatomy? <laughs> uh, I was going to say nature. Uh-huh. You can make a, a nature check. Oh, make a nature. Yeah, nature check makes sense too. Mm, okay, well, that's not as good for me. That's a five, so Dahlia doesn't know shit. <laughs> uh, these crystals. Can I lick the wall and roll medicine? Sure, go for it. My medicine's plus five. <laughs> I was just going to ask if I should lick the wall. <laughs> 18. Is it organic? <laughs> it is. <laughs> the <laughs> You just have this person who is literally made of crystal just putting their hand like, I got nothing. Then you have Spock just <laughs> licking the wall. But it's like, yep, I got it. Um, uh, it is almost as if the crystals are partly alive. It's as if it's, it's like skin. It's like a membrane that when you touch, when you break off a piece... It is hard like a crystal, but you also get the sense that you, like you picked a scab off the wall, almost. Don't like that. Oh, does the wall react when I pick off a piece? Uh, no. <clears throat> also, well, incredibly, incredibly salty and tastes mm. like rotting fish. Mm. Well, that was kind of good. Perhaps. That's not dead. When Ambrose breaks a piece off, does that piece, uh, the, the new like broken off piece, does it still glow or does it lose its glow once it's separated? And does it bleed? Yeah. Doesn't bleed. God. <laughs> As the crystal, you pick a piece of crystal from the wall, doesn't bleed, but it does seem to lose its shimmer. It does seem to lose, I don't want to say power, but it looks as though it becomes from real to cheap, real to fake, almost like you're, mm. it loses its essence, almost. Farrakh is going to look back at the group who has just put their hand on the wall, licked the wall, <laughs> broke the wall. <laughs> Are do you guys do this every time that you go somewhere? Like, why the? What the hell are you doing? So we know what we're going up against. To be fair, it looks delicious. The wall's alive, Farrick. It, it is a. It is alive. I can feel it. Don't break it anymore. I'm honestly a little surprised you haven't knocked on the wall yet. I'm surprised that you haven't cried about me being a big, a big spooky man. Can we not? What, what, what do you mean? I don't just knock on things willy-nilly. I've knocked on things that I believe that are knockable. Okay, Ferret. Wow, Ferret. That was rough. Wow. What do you mean that was rough? Surprised he hasn't, you know, fell in love with the wall yet, but that's just me. Sorry. Sorry. That was mean. That was rude. We... No, that was your instincts, your heroic instincts. I'm gonna keep in. going down the tunnel. Yes. What if this is a stomach? 
That'd be cool. Yes. Could we not break the walls anymore if we could help it? All right. So who was around Ambrose when he broke off that crystal? It was obviously Ambrose, Spunk, uh, Adalia. Adalia, if she was close enough to see him doing that, she would have tried to stop him. So I'm assuming she's further down the tunnel. She's trying to stop Ambrose from breaking it, and Spunk's just licking the wall. <laughs> uh, to be fair, though, I didn't, like, smash a whole wall. I was just trying to, like, peel it, like, a little, like, what is this? It wasn't like, uh, I'm going to rip a whole shard off the wall. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I know, you can, yeah, just so you know, like, I was trying to, like, look at it and analyze it. I think it's just, like, Pickles and Farrick are just out in the middle of the Mm -hmm. tunnel. Okay. As you continue down this dark, cavernous row, you eventually get to a fork, which goes left, but one goes right. There seems to be two ways to go. Which way do you go? Let's go left! And Spunk goes right. Always left. Uh, uh, Spunk. <laughs> he does know that he went. He went Wait, the opposite what? direction, which he called out. He knows that, right? I don't know. Spunk's knowledge is not not quite the same as ours, but his instincts are excellent. She'll follow Spunk. Well, it really depends if you're using the tunnel's perspective or our perspective. Spunk really thinks in a... Uh, Architecture-oriented kind of way. All right, uh, let's let's follow Spunk then. Wasn't he licking the wall uh, earlier? Hey, it's yes, the that's why he's so attuned with the architecture. It is his process. Wait, where are all these questions coming from, huh? We can't ask know. you questions, <laughs> but you can ask us all sorts of questions. Come on. I think he made a general statement. Yeah, that's fine. Going right. Okay. As you go along the right path. It does slant downwards somewhat. You went left? No. Right. You went right. right. Okay, fine. Anyway, you guys go <laughs> to the whatever direction you go. <laughs> I believe it's right. I think. Anyway, yes. now. Okay. Uh, you go slightly downward until you... Uh, get into a large what looks to be almost a chamber the walls go high into the air no roof is still in sight but there is faint light that is coming down from the sky it almost ascends into the middle of the room which when you would look upon the middle of the room you would see a very large crystal that has come forth believe the stalagmites stalagmites right mm-hmm. tell me i'm wrong they come they come up which ones come stalagmites down? go up uh stalactites stalactites go down okay thank you uh as, as the stalagmite rises in the middle the light seems to beckon and beam on this one form and as you look at it it looks very beautiful what do you do sure when you say form what do you mean like it looks like a giant crystal. It's just a beautiful oh, okay. form. Like yeah. Oh, what color is the crystal? It has no color. It's white. It's almost see-through. Dal, you know anything about this crystal? Do what do I roll to see if I know anything about the crystal? Survival? It's more I guess are you trying to figure out if this crystal has special properties, like magical abilities, or if it's just a crystal, 
Like, I guess that'll help me determine. I think I'm trying to, like, intuit the nature of the crystal. Like, is there some kind of... Because, I mean, Adolia is not an educated person, so she's not going to have any sort of external knowledge about the shape of this crystal indicates that it was formed by the gods or whatever, but, like, I think she'd have instinctive knowledge if this was something normal, like, mundane, I guess is the right word, or if it was something else. So whatever you want me to roll for that. Insight? That seems wrong. Just continue to roll a nature check. Just roll the nature with it. Nature's an intelligence-based one instead of a (laughs) wisdom-based one. 18? 18. As you approach the crystal, you sense that this crystal is very much like the other crystals that have covered the wall. But as you approach it, it does light. It gives off a red sheen, a red glow as you approach. I... It seems to be... Not of mundane formation. It is as living as the walls. Would I associate the red with, like, the fire crystal? Or is it just the color? For sure. Okay. For sure. It very much matches your own body and color and hue. I feel an affinity to it. It's almost like it calls to me. I'm just going to keep walking with a handout. I like it. Unless someone stops me. I would like to investigate for traps first while she's walking towards that. I'm just going to scan around for a second. It's going to keep walking forward to put her hand on the crystal itself. I just want to see what happens. Pickles <laughs> <laughs> is standing like far back. It's just like, hmm. I'm going to scurry up onto her shoulder and be like, yeah, you should touch it. You can lick it. But let me <laughs> touch it. <laughs> I don't think I will lick it, Spunk, but I do want to touch it. Are you sure you want to come with me? Yeah, you're probably going to get superpowers or something. Okay. Or it'll kill you, and I'll try to resuscitate you. I will tell you, Ambrose, there are no traps. Thank you. You're touching the crystal, right? I'm touching the crystal. Absolutely, Adalia's going to touch that crystal. Great. As you put a hand on the crystal, the crystal lights fills the room with blinding unnatural like flare that blinds each of you everyone please roll a d100 please oh okay we all do 24 everyone in the room oh, okay 82 26 68 that's a 74 for pickles 15 okay awesome Pickles. Oh. The light flares. You hold your eyes back, and as you open them, you're in a familiar place. You remember this room. You remember the feeling that you had as you saw your father behind a desk, twiddling, working. You're sitting in a chair. You're younger than you remember. Is this real? You don't know. But as he sits there, he looks up at you after having worked for some time and says, so what do you have to say for yourself, child? Um, uh, do I have any recollection of what he's talking about or like a feeling? You feel in your bones that you're in trouble, that you've done something wrong, that at one point you might have 
done something that wasn't exactly kosher, so to speak, with your family. It wasn't my fault. Um, it was definitely... I'm sorry. <laughs> like, her head just hangs a little bit. It wasn't your fault. You made times. I've heard that come from you, child. <sighs> Dad, they always pick on me and they force me to do it or they leave me. It's not always my fault. All right, this time might have been my fault, but like... Do you know why they do that, child? Hell put his fists on the table. Pickles is just like completely silent and like starts to cry. It's because like, it's I'm different. No, it's not. If it was because you were different, you wouldn't be here. We are one. Yes? Yeah, yes. Yes. We are one. When you have chainmail and you forge it in a furnace with ore, metal, and hammer, and one link is weak, one link is faulty, what happens to the chainmail, child? It, it, it doesn't work. It fails. It breaks. It's, I'm, I'm the broken link. Oh, he'll put his hand... I'll do better. Pa, I'll do. I'll do better. I'll do better next time. I promise. I don't want you to do better. I want you to improve, not just do better. Don't raise yourself with the ability to come back down, child. Fix the link. Fix myself. Uh, yeah. I don't care if you have to be. Don't stop saying that, child. Go finish chores. I don't want to see you. Until it's done. Okay. I'm. And she'll like start to say, I'm sorry. And she's like, I'm so. Okay. Go. And she just like runs out of the room with tears just streaming down her face. Mirage. The light blinds you. You flash. You shake your head. And you remember this place as your family home, or at least the family shop. And Mm -hmm. you see your father standing behind the counter with the cash chest open and you are in front of him he says now eugene yes father you wouldn't happen to know where the money went from today's earnings do you um into that chest right father don't play with me boy do i have to spell it out for you or are you too stupid to understand no no i yes i i might I might know where... uh, For the gods above and below, Susan, by the age of five, could at least tell the truth. Eugene, you stole the money. Yes? I I won't respond, but my silence is um, confirmation enough. Is this what you want to be? Do you want to be a trickster, a charlatan, going from place to place, stealing, and not earning an honest wage? Well, I... I, you you saw what a cool um a uh, trinket uh uh Galen down the street put together. I w- I wanted to try to do something similar, but do trinkets keep you alive in winter, boy? Uh, if you can sell them, father. I no. Slams the counter for once in your miserable life, boy. Yes or no? No, father. Do trinkets keep your family alive when the food is gone? No, father. I'm just, like, speaking to my feet. Gods above, I 
cannot imagine a more worthless son that I have been blessed with. You will work doubles till it's paid. Now get out of my sight. Yes, father. Eugene. Yes, father. If you steal from me again, I'll cut off your hand. If you want to be a thief, I will treat you like a thief. I shove my hands in my pockets. Yes, father. Get out. Ambrose, you flash. Your eyes blind, you're dizzy. You look around and you find yourself in a familiar place. Your old schoolroom. As you sit at the desk with your other classmates, you look up front and see Father Tyrion standing, teaching you all. He says, All right, class. Who can tell me how one creates light with holy magic? Anyone. Anyone. I have my face down, like looking at the ground. Well, well, Ambrose... (laughs) The mighty Ambrose Boussand, father famous. Yes, how does one create light with holy magic? Uh, with, with faith, father, with faith. With faith. Boy, with faith, if we could do things with faith, we could move mountains. But can we move mountains, Mr. Boussand? No, we can't. Exactly. Hold out your hand. I put it out. Class, if Mr. Ambrose is able... To harness the magic within, he should be able to what? You see someone raise their hand. Uh, he should be able to create a spark with holy magic like us. Yes. Uh, Mr. Ambrose, please hold out your hand and create a spark with holy magic. You should be able to do this as all students in the academy should know. I close my eyes, put my right hand in my pocket where I have the symbol of Vespa that I'm clenching on and just like giving in to whatever power there is into it and I think there's some warmth and then I open my eyes and there's nothing. Well, Mr. Broussant? Father, I'm trying. I'm always trying. You're always failing, boy. Now, moving on from this pitiful display as you sink your head down into the desk. The class continues. Ferrick. Yes. You are alone. Or at least it seems as though you are alone for a second as the light blinds you. The light changes from a blinding light to a seething fire. Flames all around. Smoke engulfing your face as you see buildings and structures on fire. You know what this is, don't you? I gasp and huff and I wipe my face and the sweat and the soot and the dirt just smears across my beak and I go to push myself up and the singe of pain coils around my arms and I look down at the melted, bubbling flesh that was my wings. No. Uh, (coughs) I'm over here. Where is everyone? Good. I'm so dizzy. And I try to stand up, and it's just every inch of me is in pain, and my vision is blurred as I fall back down into the the hot earth. No, 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 no. This pain is like a permanent picture in your mind. That's all you can see. Spunk. Yeah. The light flashes. Nothing seems to happen. You are in darkness. Hello? Why my candle go out? This is not part of the deal. 
don't know what you're talking about. You're not here. Am I not here? No! You can't catch me! I don't need to catch you. I am with you. Not true. I, I may deal with someone else. Can't, I won't let you catch me. I, you'll never, you'll never, you'll never. You can't find me. You can't find me. You can't catch me. I will always catch you for I am in your heart. That's not true. That's not true. I get rid of you. I will get, I will find, I will find power. I'll find it. I'll get rid of you no matter what. I'm not going there. You're not taking me where you took everybody else. Not gonna happen. Tick tock, tick tock. The clock continues down. But I always get what I want. No. No! Darkness. Adalia, you see something that is not familiar to you. It's almost as if you are seeing through someone else's eyes. You are in a room. A blank, bare room. With a single chair that you are looking out. A door directly in front of you. As the door opens up, you see a familiar face. The man strides forth, long flowing black and purple robes. He walks around, sticks a hand on your shoulder, and traces it across your back. Now, child. Italia flinches away. Mm, child. It is so good to see you again. I have missed you. You have not. Are we going to play our little game today? I play no games with you. <laughs> we shall see. He puts one hand on your shoulder. Let us begin, child. Tell me where the resistance is. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh. No, that's not how we play here, child. But if you insist, clicks his hands and the door comes forth and you see someone with a hood over their face he says okay hmm. I'll ask again and I'll give you three seconds to answer if you don't this person dies here we go ah where is the resistance dear one two three oh unfortunate Snaps, and the guard slices this person's throat after lifting the hood. You hit a cargo as the person drops the ground. Blood soaks the floor. Mm, dear, we must play the game if we don't play I the game. don't know what point you're trying to make. Killing innocents. I know nothing about a resistance, but if I did, all you're doing is proving that they're right. Right. A curious thing, dear. Being right is often dictated by those in power, those who win. And I always win. So far. <laughs> you have such cheek. I love it. Now, I have many more people to play the game with. Let's continue. And the scene ends as the darkness comes back and you all shake your head and look around it seems as though no time has passed since that flash has occurred but you all feel woozy it feels like you've run a mile without stopping or 10 miles whatever will make you tired for me running a mile would make me super tired but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fair enough um, I think Ferret collapses 
uh, and starts hyperventilating and just goes into this 50-yard stare. Vic, Vic, you okay? And I, like, run to you and put my hands on you. We we should do something. Help him. Help him. What what should we do? Something. Did anything physically happen when Adalia... Touched the stone? Takes off like a rocket. Uh, Nothing physically happened. Did it hurt? No. Did a door open? No. So Adalia is just standing there with her hand on the crystal and tears are streaming down her face. And she takes a deep breath and turns around. Are you all right? I take out a syringe and I pull out this uh, this weird goop and I literally eject it right into Farrick, which is a cure wounds, and see if that calms him down just a bit. Farrick is in full panic attack mode. Wait, um, uh, oh, no, we should... Uh... Uh, we should do something more for Mr. Farrick. Uh, uh, okay, I think I gotta just sit here and I just take his hand. Uh, and uh, don't don't touch them. Don't don't touch them. Christopher is going to just put his hand uh, with yours, Farrick. He's gonna try to cast lesser recitation. Does that do anything for you, my friend? He says. Uh, the shuddering starts to slow, and they're. Their beak is is chattering, but they've stopped yelling and stopped coughing. They they seem to be steady for now. Is Spunk still on Adalia's shoulder? Spunk would run it somewhere. <laughs> Spunk took off. He Spunk is gone. If you look around, where'd your friend go? Shit, Frogman. He's Spunk. Listen, Spunk. Listen. Ah, shit. Anyone else get weird visions? What the hell was yes. that? Yes. Ambrose, not now. Pickles is just gonna, like, she's, like, dead-faced. Like, zero emotion. And she's just gonna turn and just go look for Spunk. And Alia is still weeping. Maraz's fists are clenched. And uh, he didn't approach when he saw, like, Farrick. Um, but once he sees that Farrick is calming down a little bit, he just kind of looks away from everyone else. And he's just kind of frozen. As Pickles is walking through the cave looking for Spunk. She's just mumbling to herself like, gotta fix the chainmail, gotta fix the link, gotta fix, gotta fix it, gotta make it better, gotta go find Spunk, gotta... And she's just (laughs) walking herself around. Adalia is finally gonna yank her hand away from the crystal and pull out a copper wire and cast message to Spunk. Yeah, because Spunk's really not smart, um, (laughs) if you are looking for him... He still has light on him, even though mm-hmm. he melted into the wall. So there's a glowing section of wall. Mm-hmm. Whatever you saw, Spunk, it is no worse than what the rest of us did. You should come back. It you will be know. easier to face together. You don't know! You don't know! I don't. He's gonna find me. He's gonna find Will us it all. not be easier if we're all together when he does? That's what they said. They're all dead. Everybody's dead. Everybody will be dead. I will be dead. I will be dead. I won't be dead. He won't find me. He won't find me. He can't find me. He can't find me. Pickles is gonna just walk up to the light of the wall and be like, Hey, Spunk, you need a hug. He's gonna kill all of you. I'm, I'm strong. I can, I can help. Nobody can help. Oh, Uncles. Spunkles Spunk is come, going come to come out of the rack. Hops off your shoulder, Pickles, 
and he'll go over to the light source, and Spunk, you'll just feel this little head nudge you. Spunk pops out of the wall, and I guess I was going to say a crouch down, but I think I'm standing eye level with the baby dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Looks at you with eyes. Some things can't be forgiven. Some, some things will chase you forever. Well, we can we can run together. Can Natalia see all of this? Well, yeah. The spunk is emitting light, right? I yeah. Mean, it's, it's... Yeah, I'm emitting light. I didn't know if he'd like turned a corner or something. Adalia's gonna go over and gather all the little ones up against her, like really intense heat that she gives off. Um, Pickles, do you wish to walk or walk, please? Okay, I don't need help. Uh, so, but I've gathered uh, Spunk and Spunkles against my chest, which is very hot. And I'm walking beside Pickles. Whatever it is, it's better to face it together, don't you think? I think Spunk looks up to her, um, and I don't know if it's because of the, like, because of the talk in the lake that night or what it is, but Spunk just, for some reason, is just can't help but be honest with her. And he just says, I was a king once. King of millions. You don't know what I've done or what I've saw. I have seen and done things. The madness is too much. The madness. I think we have all seen and done things of which we are less than proud. All that matters is what we're doing now. Can you get through the next five minutes? Here. Okay. Okay. We'll get through them together, then. Spunkles needs you, of course. Peace. Okay. All right. And I'm going to take all of our little ones, including Pickles, who I know does not need to be carried, back to the rest of the group. You okay, Farrick? Farrick crawls over to the crystal, huffs, stands, draws their sword, and strikes it. You. No. You will not do this to me. And just starts striking the crystal. What point are you trying to make, Theric? It should know better. No better than to show us things we already know to be true. I don't need reminders. Did it lie to you? I don't need reminders. And I strike it again. With that last strike, you hear this loud clang, crick, crack. A large crack rolls down the side of the crystal, and it splits in two. I carry reminders with me every day, same as you. We don't need the reminders to tell us who we are. We carry the scars with us every day. If we let the things that have happened to us make us into instruments of destruction, then they have won. What purpose did that serve except to destroy something? Are you any more free now? If I need to weaponize myself, so be it. We have to get better. We have to, f- we have to fix ourselves. We gotta be better. Better than this. I'm still cradling Spunk and Spunkles. I would have walked over to Miraz and checked on him, put my hand out. Yeah, and as you get close, you hear me just muttering, if only he could see me now, I'd say, I'm not a, I'm not a failure, I'm not a failure. Miraz, 
Ross, it's okay. I'm not, I'm not. Uh, Ambrose, it's, yeah, it's fine. It's okay, we're okay. What's Christopher doing, DM? Sitting where Ferrick was, just on his knees, not saying anything. A crestfallen look upon his face. Who did the crystal show to you, Christopher? Don't really want to talk about it, to be honest. All right. Hey everyone, Carlos here, and this episode is brought to you by Nine Heavens Press. They are a team of mostly Korean and Asian diaspora creators with experience in animation, games, and comics. And it shows. Their work is amazing. The art is beautiful. They drew from deep research and personal experience into Korean native mythology and shamanism, a 3,000-year-old religion, to build this unique adventure, Undying Corruption. Undying Corruption is a 400-page 5th edition adventure path book that takes place in a world based on Korean folklore and history. Take up the role of exorcist and uncover a frightful conspiracy at the heart of the country. I have a sneak peek and some gameplay to show you, and it sounds amazing. Check it out. You see the captain staring off towards the direction of the treasure ship, and uh, he's just murmuring, you and me, we can debate the perils and sins of imperialism and unfettered capitalism later, but I'm saying I don't want to get wrapped up in these soldiers raiding that ship. It seems like a mass of tentacles were folded together to make the shape of a ship. I am rightfully traumatized by what I'm seeing right now. I'm being grappled by this wonderful creature. Well, everyone, roll initiative. Whew. Sounds amazing and also somewhat terrifying. But head over to their Kickstarter and look them up in their amazing adventure. That's Nine Heavens Press and Undying Corruption is their project. Again, Nine Heavens Press and Undying Corruption, their project. Thanks! Alright, Pickles is going to walk over, kick the crystal for good measure, and just I'm going to leave now. I uh, don't want to be near this thing. Where, where are you going, Pickles? Uh... Not here. She's just gonna walk back out, going towards the Y to the other. She's just leaving this room. We'll be in the other tunnel. Are there any other exits from this room, or is it just backtracking? It's just backtracking. There's no no door or anything like that that leads away. Okay. Then, yeah, I would follow Pickles and Varric as they make their way back out. Still kind of muttering under my breath, not a failure. Not, not a failure if they could see me now. See what I can do now. You okay, Maraz? You're not a failure. Yeah, everything's great. Everything is just wonderful, Pickles. So so we're still lying to each other. I'm sorry. No, nothing is good. Nothing is wonderful. We're a bunch of failures. Yep. We're going to fix it. Let's go, go find a way. Let's go find a way. And I'll uh, put my hand on Pickles' shoulder. I'm not sure how easy that is given our height difference, but you're, you're tall enough. I can, like, reach down, right? You're like... Yeah, just over three feet. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of hunch over a little bit to make it work as we we walk back out. Uh, While everyone is leaving, I would stay back just for a bit. And while no one else is, like, looking, I would, like, raise my hand, close my eyes, and I'll just turn around and walk back. You backtrack from the familiar path to the left I'm honestly, DM Carlos is actually jacked up because I'm because the spunk's actually done, and I mm-hmm. made the freaking map. <laughs> anyway, um, so as uh, backing up, you go to the left side. 
it's as if the walls recognize you now. It's as if there is just a little difference in the sheen, a little difference in the reflection, and you almost get the sense that things are watching you, staring at you. The left path goes even further down, and at sometimes you almost lose your footing, but you get yourself and catch yourself. Eventually, you see a large glow come forward from you. The path ahead lights up, exposing yourself into a large, and I mean large, chambered room with a huge outcrop of rock and crystal combined in the middle of the room. The room probably goes up more than a hundred feet. As you see, the entire, it's like almost entombed with a small, well not a small, with a large circular opening at the top letting in the moonlight. It seemed as almost like that's the outside, but it's impossible since you're inside and the ground, you say to yourself. The room is filled with a shallow water and it moves and it mist almost comes from the water as if it's not alive, but it seems to be in motion for some strange reason. The moonlight glimmers, reflects, it's almost, it makes almost a sunlight and you see in the middle of the room high above you 30 or 40 feet off the ground you see a young girl standing. Marcus runs forward. He says, Julia, Julia, this is, this is dad, it's Papa. Can you hear me? Why are you all the way up there? He starts to run forward and he... Marcus, wait. Wait for what? It's my daughter. I call out Julia's name in Draconic. Mm. Just a clarification question. When, when you say 30 or 40 feet off the ground she's standing, do you mean she's standing like on air? No, excuse me. She is on this large outcrop of rock and okay, crystal. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Which it, right. okay. Which it, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I apologize. I'll click good clarification. Ambrose, what do you do again? I speak out to Julia's name in Draconic. No response. Um, Adalia has been walking down this hallway with Spunk and Pickles, like, cradled in one arm, and her fingers just drifting along the side of the wall as she walks sort of in apology for the crystal that they destroyed in the other cavern. But when she sees Julia up there, she'll set Spunk and Spunkles down on the ground. And light will flood through her tattoos and she will cast Fly and rise up to Julia's height in the cavern. Can I see anything that is happening on that outcropping? Like, is there anyone else up there? Do I see any sort of threat immediately evident to Julia? No threat, but as you fly to that height, she does stare at you as you do so, and she looks at you strangely. Hello, Julia. And a long pause. You shouldn't have come. We are here regardless. Do you understand what's happening? What has happened? No. Do you? Yes. Yes, I do. Will you tell me? She'll look past you. Hello, Father. Julia. What are you doing? He yells out. (laughs) And as she yells out, or he yells out, you're a flap. A gust of wind. Come from the top. Do you mind just relaying things to him? This is 
awfully annoying. Could you not come down? No, I don't think I will. Then it seems you are creating your own source of annoyance. I would be happy to relay you down at this moment. She backs away. I'm not coming home. All right. I would not make you. What conversation would you like to have with your father? Tell him that no matter how hard he wishes, Mom isn't coming back. I'll cast message. Julia would like me to tell you that no matter how hard you wish, your wife is never coming back. And wait for his response. Oh, fuck this. He just starts <laughs> to climb, and eventually he takes the time to get uh, at least close enough to Julia. Assume they're face to face. He says, girl, what are you doing? Where's where's the dragon? We, we gotta go. We gotta find your mother. This is, this is silly. Why are you down here? She looks at him with knowing eyes and says, Dad, Mom isn't coming home. What do you mean? She she left. It's not. It's not. Dad told me the stories. You, Mom, shadow creatures, how she gave her life. You're living a lie, Dad. That's not true. You know that's not true. Your mom's lived with us for some time. It's just, Dad. She says, she screams it almost. Dad, mom's dead. She died protecting you. She became what she didn't want to be to protect you. At this point, you can hear the conversation echoing to the chamber. Loud. Oof. The gust of wind comes again. Julia, I don't know what you're talking or what poison this dragon has put in your head, but we're going to get you out of here and we're going to get you safe. She sighs, Julia, the daughter. Dad, no matter how many times you sacrifice at that altar, no matter how much blood you spill from your arms, Mom's not coming back. At least, Mom's not coming back the way you think. Something's happened, Dad. Something's wrong. The ground is weird. The ground is strange. It cries for vengeance. You not feel it, Dad? I don't feel anything. And as this final from the top of the ceiling, the dragon familiar that tore through the house peeks its head through the opening and lets out a flies in, lands at the back of the chamber. She says, you didn't tell them, did you, Dad? You didn't tell them the truth. You've been denying the truth. You haven't even told me. He starts to quiver and he yells, What truth could I tell them? What truth could I tell you? That you're part dragon? That your mom was born of the dragon? Do you know what people do to dragonborn in this world? Do you know what horrors your mom went through? Do you know how I met your mom? Village I came from nearly killing her. And you're telling me she's on dead. The dragon crawls up the side, lets out another roar. At this point, he doesn't even seem to notice. And you see this beautiful crystal dragon curl up beside Julia. And with a loud roar, the dragon's jaws come down upon her, consumes her. The dragon's body lights up. A splash of energy flows throughout the cavern and the dragon looks at all of you looks at Marcus 
and in a loud yet soft voice you hear save me free me but as she says that the dragon grips the sides of the large outcrop roars one mighty last roar and the water around you all starts to move need everyone to roll for initiative it's a five for pickles nine for mirage 12 for ferric Nat one, 13. Ooh. Mine was an eight. Nat one beats half of us. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. 14 a for Adalia. Okay. Carlos, just for mechanical reasons, do we see all of these other baddies on the map right now? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll give, me, give me some time. I'll, I'll get Okay, sorry. You. I was just trying to plan because I didn't want to hold up combat when it actually started. No, you're good. And sorry, for narrative purposes, I was trying to record everything that Julia and Marcus said. Um, After the dragon swallowed Julia, was it Julia that said, save me, free me, or was it the dragon that said that? Was the dragon, yeah. Mm. Okay, okay. That's so upsetting. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what I thought. I would much rather not have known that. (laughs) Sheesh, that's not good. We can see those rolls. That's (laughs) bad. It's all... It's all gotten very bad. Yeah. Real quick. Yep. Rotten, no, not good. As it tends to do, honestly. Right. Because I, I thought you said the dragon, and I was like, wait, what? I can't have heard that right. And then... Uh, DM, okay. uh, quick question. On the lighting of this map, is there mm-hmm. any dark spots or anything, or is it pretty normal? It's pretty well lit. The room is aglow with just this moonlight that has come through, and the crystals from the room that jag uh, to and from the sides of the wall, reflecting off our bright, bright hue. Okay. And you said this this center um, outcropping is 30 feet up? It's uh, probably 35 feet up in the air. Okay. So, and then I, Dahlia, I have you still flying on the ground there, so there you go. Okay, so you see around you, the water moves, shifts, and all of a sudden, arms come through, burst, and break the water around you, and you see maniacal necks, wings pop up as half-decaying dragons come forth from the water. Their bones ache. You can hear the rattling and the crackling of them all, pretty much on the entire other side of this cave. There's, you look around, there's easily ten of them in front of you. And they will move. And they will go forward as they just rush with a clatter. Of their arms moving, trying to get to you all with mindless intent. They burst forth running forward towards you. Farrakh, two of them reach you on the sides there. And going to move forward as well. They come as close as they can to you. Okay. The two near you, Farrick, look to strike at you. They reach out with a long maw and try to strike. The one on the northeast of you will go ahead and try to bite you with a 23. Uh, As a reaction, I will cast Silvery Barbs. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, you will. I hate it. Yeah. 
<laughs> go, ahead. go ahead. I'll re-roll re that one. It's a 16. That still hits me, but it's not a 23. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, as this creature's maw sinks into you, you take eight points of piercing damage. The one directly to your side is also going to try to bite you with a 12. That one I slap away with the broadside of my rapier. And you get a as it tries and you slap it and it almost makes a chuckling, gurgling sound as if roars are trying to come up from its nostrils. I'm going to choose uh, Ambrose to have advantage. Thank you. Okay. Great. Adalia. Okay. Um, Adalia. No, I'm not done. I'm just saying Adalia. Be ready. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, yes, there's, there's, I'm ready. Uh, this one directly below you is going to mm -hmm. lift its head up and it's going to fire a breath of nightmarish black utterance from its mouth. Go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw for me. Okay. I, I should be like 40, 50 feet in the air. Can he still reach me? It's a 60 foot cone. Yep. All right. Yikes. Well, that's nope, a never dirty mind. 20. I'm, I'm dumb. Sorry. Sorry, listener. It's a 15-foot cone. I <laughs> am looking at the wrong one. My bad. Never mind. I would have <laughs> so, beat it well. anyway because I rolled a dirty 20. <laughs> uh, so, sorry about that. We're all human. Uh, but this one, though, uh, Mirage, directly in front of you, this one is mm -hmm. in line, and it will uh, fire this black almost sludge-like breath towards you. Go ahead and make the wisdom saving throw for me. Did you say Did you say um, anything besides wisdom for a saving throw? <laughs> nope, I said wisdom. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, it's a 13. Okay. Um, so uh, you will take two points of Ooh, okay. uh, psychic damage. Okay. The rest will wait as Dahlia, it is your turn, but Pickles, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. That's neat. Is this an effect I can see, such as a trap or spell? Oh, never mind, it would still be an eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find on the sheet here where my lair actions are. You love some good lair actions. We do not love layer actions. I just <laughs> want to throw that out there. I hate layer actions. <laughs> I hate them. Pickles is trying I'm to exist. Gonna... Oh, I don't know what the flippity flop happened to my layer action that I made. <laughs> there it is. Okay. So as you see uh, everyone around Pickles, uh, you see that the water seems to grow hard around you and crystal forms along your body as it entraps you and holds you and basically covers you up to your head uh, you are uh, for all intents and purposes you are restrained right now Shit. currently uh, it is Adalia's turn though alright Adalia seeing all of this go down and having mostly lost faith at this point that Marcus <laughs> is like you know on the up and up. Uh, she is going to center herself and all of this multicolored energy 
is going to flow out of her hands, and she is going to cast Rhyme's Binding Ice, which is reflavored as a crystalline spell, in a 15-foot cone, which should get both Marcus and the big dragon. And I am going to need DC 16 Wisdom. Is that right? No, Constitution saving throws from both. Okay. The dragon is going to use one of its legendary resistances, and it's going to succeed it. Of course. I really fucking hate legendary resistances. <laughs> I feel like it's cheating. <laughs> I just want I mean, you to isn't know that. that. The point? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, regardless, that is uh, fifteen points of cold damage to Marcus, and he is also frozen in place, and eight points of cold damage to the dragon, since he only took half. I believe that's correct. Uh, yeah, on a successful save, a creature takes half as much damage as an injured by ice, uh, which in this case is flavored as crystals that have, like, come up out of the ground. And then... Adalia is going to take her full 60 feet of fly movement and pull basically all the way back in here and as high up as she can get so that she has range but is out of like the worst of melee damage at this moment. And that is the end of her turn. And I'm super mad. Should I shoot the big dragon or shoot the small minions? What do you guys think? Whatever you want. Probably shoot the big one. Uh, I don't know, but that sounds a lot like metagaming sound to me. <laughs> is that metagaming? <laughs> if I'm asking which one I should focus on? Yep. Yeah. I mean, talking I mean, is yeah. a free <laughs> action. Talking so. is a I mean, free yeah, action. Yeah, Ambrose Busan can ask me who you think. Yeah, oh Ambrose Busan can ask me. Ambrose Busan? Who should I focus on? Better. He's a, is the game fucking saved? <laughs> <laughs> oh my. How about these fuckers? And. Farrick is just like batting away claws <laughs> and getting bit over there. These are very clearly undead dragons, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. They are. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ambrose, it is your turn now. Okay, I draw my crossbow. I'm gonna aim at the two undead dragons that Farrick is facing uh, and just unload my shots. Where's his attack? Is like, ooh, is it? Oh, I can you use have advantage, advantage on it. Yeah, thank you. From silvery barbs. 18 to hit. Uh, 18 does hit. Uh, six piercing damage. This magical. Uh, okay. That's my second attack. <gasps> Ooh, crit, Ooh, baby. You crit, love baby. to see it. You <laughs> love to see it. Nice. Which is nine. Which ha- were the preparing. crit rolls? We just doubled the die. So. Yeah. Roll it again. Yeah. Additional d6. Yeah. Oh, okay. Roll another d6. Nice. Nice. So 15. Yes. Okay. So. Um, I'm going to shoot again. If it's not down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not down. I have prepped it, though. I have marked it ready to die. Okay, cool. That is a 14 to hit. Oh, 14 does not hit as the crossbolt flings over the side of the creature. Man, these are chunky boys, then. All right, one more shot. That's a 16 hit. A 16 does hit. Okay, cool. And this is all my good uh, stuff I get to add as well. So, nine... And then I get to add a D8 to my shot, which is all world of one. So it's uh, 10 damage. All right. So 10 plus 15 plus six. Yep. 
Uh, yes. All right, 10 plus 15 plus 6 is 30. Yeah, so uh, as you fire the three uh, bolts that do hit, it sinks into the creature. It it falls and splashes in the ground as it dies. Um, I'm going to use my action to move around. I mean, use my movement to move around. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, probably like move right there. Uh, and I have my turn. And I killed this one specifically, the one facing Farrick. Oh, did you? Yes. You made a pointer over there, but all right. So the one in front oh, sorry, of Farrick, sorry, uh, right beside him, uh, yes. falls to the ground. Perfect. I don't know if you can make it in between these two without taking an attack of opportunity. Okay. I will move here, though. Very good. <laughs> okay. Farrick, I believe it's your turn. Remember, your damage is, your, your pain is my pain, sir. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> do have absorb elements queued up, so I can help you out just a little right. bit. I mean, you take half damage of all damage, so. <laughs> As Ambrose runs past after darting down this undead dragon in front of Farrick, Farrick's going to nod in appreciation and swipe at the other creature with their rapier. It's a 21 to hit. Oh, it hits. Roll for damage. That is four piercing damage, and I'm going to expend a Bardic Inspiration dice for Psychic Blades. Uh, that's three more damage, so a total of seven damage. Man, I rolled minimum damage on all of that. <laughs> that was a rough, that was a rough one. Almost. That was a, yeah, a one, a one, roll. and a two. Yeah, a one, a one, and a two. Big rip. R.I.P. Derek will stand in place, and I will end my turn. Okay. Marcus will look around, frozen, and he'll just not do anything. The life has left from his eyes, it seems. So he won't do anything. He'll end his turn. Miraz, it's your turn. Yeah, I see four undead dragons approaching me. I reach inside my hand <laughs> where I normally keep a... um, I normally keep a tube that has highly flammable chemicals in it for where I can cast burning hands, but it's not there. I forgot to prepare it. So I <laughs> I panic and I yell stop! And I cast Prince's Order, which is command on uh, okay. the one closest to me, the one that has the little like X, no, do not enter sign. Okay. Alright, what's the DC yeah. on that? Uh, DC and... is 15. <laughs> <laughs> 15 dexterity. Uh, sorry, sorry, I... sorry. sorry. Uh, 15 wisdom. Oh yeah, it fails that as it, it right. stops immediately. Yep. So it's next turn. It's just gonna use its turn to do nothing. Okay. Yeah, and then I'll kind of scramble backwards uh, on the map. There's like a plateau immediately south of me. Can I climb up on that, or is that symbolizing where the wall is? Right here. Yeah, even further back. Uh, right. Yeah, here, like two, three squares. More, yeah, more south of you is the wall. Um, there is a rock right behind you that you can okay. climb up. It's about ten, five, ten feet off the ground, but you you can get up pretty easily if you you scurry. Okay, yeah, so I'll do that. I'll climb up onto the little rock, press my back against the wall, and then at the other ones, I'll just yell, uh, "Come at me, you bastards! I'll show you who the failure is." Okay, that's all. Christopher's turn. Christopher will look around. And he'll look to Mr. Farrick and he'll say, uh, Mr. Farrick, what should I do? I have no idea what I'm doing. What, what should I do? Instincts, boy, instincts. Um, okay. Um, and he'll... Not Dingleberry. 
No, no, that's not <laughs> what I meant. <laughs> um, he'll run up here and he'll look through the little spell book you gave him, and he'll just say, "Uh, uh, uh, balls," and <laughs> he'll <laughs> he'll cast a chromatic orb, um, and Ow. he will. And he will do uh, thunder damage with it, with a 12, which is terrible. Uh, it will not hit. <laughs> uh, I'm using a reaction to do a pyrotechnic boost to boost his, um, uh, what do you call it? Boost his d20 roll by 1d6. Okay. Increases it by two. Yeah, it just barely misses. Barely okay. misses. This orb goes wide right uh, and hits the wall at the other end of the cavern. He's like, oh, Shucks. That was so cool. Mm, oh, shucks. <laughs> and then he sees these dead dragons approaching. He's like, oh, holy shit. This is bad. Spunk, it's your turn. Spunk calmly walks into the midst of these creature. Um, his eyes roll back and he pulls the emblem on his chest, raises above his little head, and he just kind of whispers, death will have no dominion here. And I will channel divinity to turn on death. DC 16, wisdom save. Everything in a 30-foot radius of me. Okay. Uh, so it's everything except for the one up in the far north. Okay. So one in front of you makes it. One directly uh, beside you uh, to the south does not. The one here about southeast from you fails or makes it, excuse me. One farthest away, uh, directly from you, succeeds. One farthest away from you uh, fails. One directly behind you fails as well. Uh, is it, does it affect undead only? I'm just I, I undead rolled yeah. it. It's turned okay, well, Sorry. Yeah. All right. Uh, apologize about that. Uh, this one's not undead though, so uh, the big one. So not mistake okay. on that. Yeah. Perfect. And then uh, the one that is in the northwest corner of you will fail that as well. And that should be the only one. And also, too, the one right by Farrick yep. will fail that as well. So Nice. So, awesome job. Un- awesome nice. job. Until, until they take damage, they have to spend their turns trying to flee as far away from me as they can. Does Spunk shout this out so we all know? I think Mirage is aware at this point after botching that up so badly After the other last time. time. I think everybody right. but you knows. Except, yeah, everyone everybody but Adalia knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, well, Adalia's really focused on big guy who's not undead. So hopefully... <laughs> hopefully nothing terrible and catastrophic and story-changing will Why happen. Why would you say that now instead of after the fight? <laughs> Just throwing it out um, there. <laughs> um... Uh, with my bonus action, I will uh, summon a spiritual great axe right beside this one in front of me that did not do as I told it to. That's an axe. <laughs> um, Excellent. And, a great um, axe, if you will. Yeah, right? Right. And then uh, I will... My friend Spunk will... has a great axe. <laughs> a great axe. Wah, wah. Uh, oh, nope. But I'll miss. That was a natural one. As that does not hit, unfortunately. No. Okay. Alrighty. So it is now the great dragon's turn. And the great dragon is going to go ahead and 
bonus action psychic step and it is going to move directly in the center of it all right here oh boy. as you see this portal it breathes this portal and it just appears right in front of Great. everyone it sees that you have done horrors to its creatures and it is going to go ahead and open its jaw and we'll find out what it does next week <gasps> as Carlos <laughs> as we end tonight's episode thrilling thrilling stuff for sure hey thanks so much everyone for uh, joining in for this episode of Powered Fail if you like what you hear catch us on all the social medias Facebook Twitter Instagram um, go ahead and like subscribe follow uh, help us out so much we really appreciate uh, the support from everyone also to uh, check out the discord the homebrew network discord uh, we're pretty active there we're probably the best discord on discord is that how you say it? Doesn't matter. We're still great, and uh, we're you can cop on in there. You can tell me how much you hate my decisions uh, in our chats there, uh, and also too, if you uh, can, go ahead and go to our Patreon, and you can get all kinds of goodies for just two dollars a month. It means so much to us uh, when you give a little. Uh, we really appreciate that, and we really value uh, your heart. We really value you as a person, listener. Uh, that being said, uh, you know what? You're loved. You're important. You matter, listener. Keep your head up. Keep your chin up. Even though things might be bad, uh, just remember, you got seven people in the room who love you. Who might die by a dragon, but we still <laughs> love you. So anyway, see you next time on Power Word Fail. Bye-bye.